Alrighty. So I did mention at the start of the service, am I caught? Thanks, Lib. That we have a we're, we have a new month, and so our kids downstairs are going to be starting a new theme. But we're all going to be doing it today. Somebody who can read, can you read that out loud for me? Go ahead, Eleanor. What does it say? Jam session. Build a better beat. And in just a short minute, we're going to watch a video from some guys called The So-and-So Show. And we really love these guys. They are so silly. And you are going to see in a minute that they have no idea what a jam session is. It's pretty hilarious. So I don't want to give it all away, but I want to know is there anybody here who knows, if I said, oh, I was at the coolest jam session last night, does anybody know what probably I'm talking about? I made jam. I made some strawberry jam. You're getting ahead with the jokes, bud. Anybody else know what I would mean? And I did see your hand, Eleanor, but I'm going to let somebody else answer because I know you're pretty smart. What do you think? Praise, do you know what a jam set? Did you have your hand up? No? Anybody? Okay, so this is what Miss Lynn just said. I was, she said, I always thought a jam session was people playing music together. And I think that's the idea that we're talking about here. Build a better beat. We actually did a little bit of jamming this morning just with the new song, right? Where Lynn said, okay, we're going to... We're going to do this, and when we get to the point where we say, hey, if you have a drum, you're going to go, hey, right? Hey, right? Has anybody ever been, maybe not in a music situation, but a place where you told a joke and somebody else knew a part of a line that you didn't think anybody else was going to know? Or... You were in a music, you, you were playing music and then somebody else picked it up right away. Sophia, you had that happen to you? Yeah. So jam session, the idea is everybody brings a little thing. Everybody brings a little thing. And it goes with our theme for the whole month, which is really about cooperation. This idea that when we get together, we can do more together than we can do all by ourselves. And what we're going to be talking about today is the fact that this is actually God's plan for how we're supposed to function together as families, as community, as church. But it also shows us something about who God is. That, believe it or not, the things that you can't do and the stuff that you're not good at is actually a gift from God. I don't know about you, but I still have a hard time with that. So everybody has something they can do, but the stuff we can't do is actually showing us God's goodness. Huh. So we're going to talk about that more. But first, I am going to get you to stand up because it's a new month so we have a new memory verse and this is what it is so 
not everybody likes to do actions to memory verse, but I like to make up actions, and you don't have to remember them, but I always remember stuff better with actions. So this is our memory verse this month, is two people, I'm pretending there's people here, are better, thumbs up, than, I'm pretending to open a can, than one. They, we're going to do a can again, can help each other. Oh, I, need, I forget my sign for everything. Give me a sign. Eleanor, everything they do. Rub your hair like your hair do. Okay, let's try that one more time. We're faking it. If you don't like my signs, which you can tell I sort of made up on the fly, make your own signs. Just do something with your bodies is the point here. Ready? Two people. Oh, wait, I forgot the best one. R. R, when you do signs for R, you can always pretend you're a pirate. R. Let's start again. Ready? Two people are better than one. They can help each other in everything they do. And that's, see at the bottom there, Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Thank you for participating. You may have a seat. So two people are better than one. They can help each other in everything they do. So we're going to be talking about that today, but we are going to hear from our friends at the so-and-so show because we love these guys. So let's hear what the so-and-so shoe dudes have to say. Do I start this so for you? Okay, sounds great. Oh boy. What are you doing, John? Brandon, is that you? What are you doing, John? Well, you're about to find out. Hit it! John is wearing an oldie but a goodie. Back before the days of grunge, plaid shirts, and ripped jeans, there was only one fashion that identified you as cool, hip, and part of the cool crowd. Jams shorts. With vibrant colors and crazy designs, wearing jams let everyone know that you're a wild and crazy guy. Jams! What are you doing, John? Hello, everyone. I am Brandon. I know, I'm John. And welcome to the So-and-So Show, the show where we offer insight into all things pertaining to God and the Bible. This month, we have a special focus on what it means to work together, yes. like in a jam session, ah. which has nothing to do with shorts. Just, just, just before we get going, can I explain myself, please? Let's, we don't, we don't oh, do I, that. I know, I know we normally we don't. don't do this, but I'm breaking the rules. In our creative meeting for today's episode, we came up with the idea for a jam session. That's right. And being jam. the uber-prepared person that I am, I wanted to show up ready to go. But? But, but I thought we were going to talk about these. Jams. These shorts, they were the hottest clothing item anyone could own when I was a kid. And that was in 19... No, no, that's not, doesn't matter. Although I believe, I believe this song was popular when I was a kid. Love one another, love your brother, it's a chain reaction of love. Love one another, love your brother, it's a chain reaction of love. Chain, 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 ch
Must we keep showing that footage? We must. Still, shorts have nothing to do with cooperation. Nothing. I failed. Yes, but that's okay, my good friend, for I will steer us back on track with these. Jelly. Uh, no, no. Jam. Jam! Oh, wow, a jam session. I was way off. You were. But do I look good? No! Oh. Stop it, stop it. We've got stuff to do. <laughs> right. Like a jam session! <laughs> John, did you know that jams are surprisingly versatile substances? You mean they're not just for eating on toast? That's correct. They can be used to solve all kinds of problems. And we're gonna demonstrate what right now. Oh boy, I'm frightened. Come on. It can fit any squeaky hinge. Wow. Want to record your fingerprints? No problem. Hey, that's me. Out of water for your water balloons? No problem. Make jam balloons. We can't throw it inside. Envelope run out of sticky? We'll jam it shut. Your letter's in the mail, IRS. Turn any tambourine into a jamboree. Out of hair gel, we'll grab a handful of jam. Huh? Now I'm ready for my business meeting. It can be used as a natural face mask. How do I look? So many jams. So many solutions. Jam session with John and Brandon. Jam, jam session. <sighs> wow, your skin looks amazing. Thank you. Aren't you going to fix your hair? Oh, yeah, uh, right. Hmm? Oh, there we go. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention all you have to do to clean up jelly is use a piece of toast. It's like a jam magnet. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm. It's Bible story time with Kellen. Wow, great air guitar, Kellen. Thanks. Fooled you there for a second, though, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's with the guitar? Oh, I heard about the theme you guys came up with, and I just wanted to play along. Jam session? You guys wanted a jam session? That's a guitar. Right, because... Where's the jam? Oh, is it in the guitar? Okay. So today's Bible story isn't so much a story as it is an event. See, way back before Jesus was born, God was preparing the arrival of his son through a group of people known as the Israelites. Now, it wasn't always smooth sailing for the Israelites. They had found themselves enslaved by the Egyptians. But then, God sent a man named Moses to rescue them from slavery and 
promised to give them a land of their very own. But once they were rescued, they found themselves in the middle of a desert. I strongly dislike sand. But God had not left them. God called their leader Moses up to the top of a mountain and gave Moses 10 commandments for his people to live by. And then God told Moses that he wanted the Israelites to build a tabernacle or a beautiful tent that God would dwell in. And to do this, God appointed an Israelite named Bezalel as the man in charge of the project. That's me. God gave Bezalel incredible wisdom and knowledge about all kinds of building skills, like working with gold, silver, and bronze, stone cutting, woodworking, and tons of other things. Whoa! Wait, so this guy had to build a tabernacle for God all by himself? Nope. God also sent a guy named Aholiab to help Bezalel. Hi. So just two guys to build the tabernacle? I mean, I guess it's better than one. Yeah. No, 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 listen. These guys were given special skills and abilities to teach others as well. But the Bible says that God gave abilities to all the skilled workers. Hi. 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 <laughs> um, guys? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Uh, yeah, come on. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and it wasn't even necessary to have skills. Everyone brought building materials, gold, and offerings for the tabernacle to be made out of. Everyone contributed and lent a hand. By putting all their God-given talents side by side, they set out to accomplish what God had asked them to do. Let's build. By working together, the Israelites created the Ark of the Covenant that held the Ten Commandments and finished God's beautiful tabernacle. And lay down a great beat that I can dance to. Yeah. I don't think the musical instrument part actually happened. Oh, okay. But by working together, they did create something beautiful by using the skills and plans given to them by God. And the same is still true for you and me. God wants all of us to work together to do great things for others in his name. It's really just a matter of finding out what it is God wants us to do, discovering the gifts he has given each of us, and then doing something incredible. Hmm. That's pretty inspiring, Kellen. Yeah, thanks for the biblical history lesson. No problem, guys. Thank you, world! What is with the guitar? No idea, but... That Bible lesson gave me a great idea for a question of the day. Then lay it on me. Reveal the question. 
why would God want us to work together? Oh, that's an awesome question. We know God wants us to work together. Yes, but why? Yeah. Talk about that with each other. Love this question. And we love you. Even though we barely know you. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Brandon. And I'm John. Keep on rocking. Oh, jam session. Oh, yeah. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. We were both wrong. Oh. You have any more toast? Imagine having that much jam on you? I would not want that. If what? What's that? If there was a jam cannon, I'm so glad we do not have a jam cannon at church today. So the question was, why would God want us to work together? So I'm going to invite everybody to get into a little group. We always love to share our kids sometimes during intergenerational service. So if you're a kid and you don't mind sitting away from your family or friends and you want to spread the kid awesomeness around, uh, if you can get spread, <laughs> spread, nice, like, like jam, I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get what you're doing there. So you're going to have one minute to form a group. And one minute and 47 seconds to talk about why would God want us to work together? Ready, set, go. Quick. Quick, quick, quick. And you can take 30 more seconds to talk about why God would want us to work together. So finish your thought if you're in the middle of a thought. All right. So let's hear from some of our groups. Somebody really nice and loud, an idea that you had or somebody in your group had. Why do you think God wants us to work together? Eleanor. Okay, Eleanor says she thinks if God's got a plan, there's a way that it could happen faster if we're all using all our different talents. Somebody from this side of the church, Mrs. Rose. Oh, yeah. Amen. 
We all need to work together because we need to take turns working. We need to rest. That's actually a really important part. Nevea, what do you think? What did your group talk about? Why does God want us to work together? Yeah, because we're going to get hungry, we're going to get tired, we can't carry everything on our own, and we need each other. Do you know there is a woman, her name is Mother Teresa, she died about 20 years ago, she was famous all over the world, not just in the church for helping people, and I was trying to prepare this sermon this week, and I went to my calendar and I was writing on my calendar, and then I realized the inspirational quote for the month was this quote from Mother Teresa. And she said, I can do things that you cannot. And you can do things that I cannot. But together, we can do great things. And that's the whole idea of jam session. Now, grown-ups, I don't know if you have been paying attention, but who noticed that these dudes came up again today? Bezalel and Aholiab, so people who've been coming to this church for the last year, this is the third time that we've heard these guys' names, these weird, obscure names that I'd never heard before, ever. So back when we were going through our series on Exodus, I was asked to teach a message for just the grown-ups, and these guys' name came up. These guys that were given special talents to build a temple. And then those who heard Nate's message about godly work, their names came up again. And then they came up again today. And so, have you guys ever had a thing where you're watching a movie or you're reading a story or there's something going on and there's something that keeps popping up? You're like, huh, that thing keeps coming up again. That thing keeps coming up again. And you know, my husband Wade and I had a really great teacher at one point in our lives. His name was Frank Naya. He's a big Samoan dude, and he was traveling with us on a tour that we were doing across Canada. And that was one of the ways that he, no, he's not Samoan, he's Maori. He's a Maori guy from New Zealand. And thank you. You're like, he's not Samoan, he's Maori. Thank you. Thank you, New Zealand fact checker. He is Maori from New Zealand. And, uh, and that was one of the ways that he taught us to hear from God. And he was always very cool about it. He wouldn't take it super seriously, but he would say to us things like, has anybody noticed that the numbers 49 and 51 keep coming up? That's how many seats there are on our bus. That's da-da-da-da-da. Maybe God's saying something there. And I've learned that just like in a movie or a story or something like that, that when something keeps coming up over and over and over again, I have learned to pay attention. So when this story came and I was like, okay, a year ago I had no idea who Bezalel and Aholiab are. And now we've had three different ways and three different times that these guys' names are coming up. So why do you think this keeps coming up for us, church? Why do you think these dudes who were specifically given special talents and special gifts from God to accomplish a task, 
I don't know. Let's, it could be nothing. But what maybe, what could God be saying to us if he keeps bringing this story up over and over again? What do you guys think? Maybe that we need to hear it. Belinda's like, yeah, maybe he's repeating it because we need to hear it again. I don't know about you, but that happens at our house a lot. Certain people repeat things over and over again just so that other people could hear them. And sometimes it's my kids repeating, mom, 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 mom. But sometimes it's other things. So yeah, I think we need, to, and I'm sorry, I didn't realize how small this font would be. So I know it's, I didn't think about how hard it would to see. So God gave them a big job we saw in the video. It was like, you're going to be the super special guy that does all the super duper special things. And the thing that I think is so important that they said was this super duper important big job of building the temple. If you go ever read it in the Bible, there are a lot of instructions. It was a very big job. And there was a lot of very, very special instructions as to how this temple was supposed to be built. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. Like... This is the kind of fabric that you're supposed to use and you're only supposed to use this kind of thread and you have to put the stone in this place and you have to carve the thing in this place. I would be so relieved if after I got this whole list of instructions, like if somebody, you know, came to you guys, two sisters, and they said, listen, we're going to put you in charge of renovations of the basement downstairs. This is what we need. We need you to take down a wall. We want you to get some paint. We're going to need some carpet tiles. Actually, a lot of the stuff on the floor is going to need to be redone. There's a big list. Samantha, Sarah, are you up for it? They were not up for it. They're willing. They're totally smiling. They have a lot of skills. If you need to climb monkey bars, these are the people you call. But... Who did we ask to do that job in our church? Dean, right? And a couple of Sundays ago when we had a Thanksgiving meal, did you guys see that meal? That was amazing. So first of all, we had it in this beautiful renovated room where we could hear each other talk. But there were people that came and set up. They made things look beautiful. People that organized the food. I don't know about you, but there was a charcuterie board that made me worship Jesus. There were, and one of the stories that Papa Gordy told, Pastor Gordy, however you refer to him, Gordy the man who stands up here, about the fact that he had this job that he was trying to do on his own, and he was so worn out. And he called, and he asked for help. And then one of the things that happened was that Wade went to volunteer. My husband, Wade, went to volunteer to do setup. You know what's really funny is in this season of our lives, we actually don't usually volunteer for setup. That's a, kind of a hard thing for us to do. Often we just do different things. But both of us that day were like, why don't you go do setup? And now I really feel like that was a nudge from the Holy Spirit. Because Wade called me and said, I need you to bring all my tools. Bring the stuff. Because there was this furniture, there was this cart, there was this thing that Gordy said it would have taken him a day. And Wade does that kind of stuff at his work all the time. And he managed to do in, I don't want to exaggerate, an hour. How long did it take you, babe? An hour to do what Gordy said would have taken him all day. And Gordy was so grateful, he almost cried. So there is something to the fact that all of us have these really cool gifts. And God gave the Israelites everything that they needed. 
to build the tabernacle. But you know what was interesting? He didn't give it to them all in a pile. He didn't say, here's all the stuff you need, boom, and it was a big pile. It was all scattered all throughout their homes, their houses, in the community. And it, they needed everybody to realize what they had in their house was something that they could bring. And they brought so much stuff that eventually they said, we have enough. We've got too much stuff. You don't need to bring any more. So everybody had something that they could bring. And that's something that Paul talks about in one of his letters to the church is that God's made us like a body. Sometimes it's like one of us is like an ear. One of us is a nose. I love it in Eugene Peterson's translation. He says, we would notice, we wouldn't care after a while if we had really beautiful hair if our stomachs stopped working. So sometimes the parts of our body that we may not even think about the most or we don't even give the most attention to are some of the most important parts. They're kind of like us, you know? So, yes, ma'am, did you have a thought? Yeah. Yeah. Barbara's saying she volunteers at the Carnegie Center, and she was volunteer of the month last month. Yes. Why? Yeah. 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 That's really cool. And you couldn't believe it. But, you, but other people were blessed by how you interacted with them. And they noticed that and pointed that out. That must have felt great. I totally, I only have one hand, but could we give a little round of applause for that volunteer of the month? That's really cool. And it feels great to be noticed. And that actually kind of goes with the next thing I was going to say is because sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's easier for me to notice the stuff that other people are good at. And often what I notice is the stuff that I'm not very good at. Does anybody get frustrated if they're not good at a thing? that they wish that they could do right away? Yeah, yeah. It can be really frustrating. And sometimes it's easier to see what everybody else can do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you just give them your cell phone and say, I don't have a clue, and people help you with your cell phone. I love that. Yeah, we totally, we need each other. So let me just look at my notes to make sure I'm not going off track. So we are going to do a little exercise about trying to do something all together. Because, um, and what was really cool about this was that I always try and do something interactive, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And even some of my friends from my prayer group were messaging me and saying, how's it going? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's coming together. And then I had a revelation that probably I needed to ask for help. The whole point was that the message was about stuff that we couldn't do all by ourselves. So there were two things that happened for me. One was that I realized that I had said no to having some of my friends from YWAM over to my house for dinner because I thought, Wade's going to be working late and I can't do that all by myself. And then I was preparing this morning and I felt like the Holy Spirit went, hello? So I sent a message back and said, I could do this, but not by myself, and I would need help. Would you like to come anyway, and everybody could bring something, and we could work together? So that was the first thing I felt like I was supposed to do this morning. And sometimes when you're teaching or leading something, 
Just doing a little simple thing like that sometimes just, I don't know, releases something. So I wanted to do that. But the other thing was I asked for some help because I had an idea about something that I could do, but it involved having a really good memory. And I don't have a very good memory, but I live with someone and I live next door to someone that have amazing memories. In fact, they were like, sometimes I remember things that I don't even want to remember. And I said, I know how that goes. So what I wanted us to do together today, one of those persons is you, Pax. And who's the other person? Saoirse Lee. And you, you live beside me too. But this morning, the people that I was talking to were Pax and Saoirse because they have incredible memories. And we needed it because we're going to build a puzzle together. But we're going to have to find all the pieces. And I wanted to hide them around the church, but I thought, I can't do that. I can't do that example because I'll forget where all the pieces are. So guess who I asked to hide the pieces? Yes, Pax and Saoirse. So anybody that would like to do a treasure hunt, there are nine pieces of this puzzle hidden around this church right now. And we need nine pieces. And when every piece is in this puzzle, it actually does something really cool. But anybody that would like to hunt for a piece, you can. And Pax and Saoirse are going to go around. I didn't tell them this part. So Pax and Saoirse, I hope you're okay with this. They're going to do hot, cold, hot, cold. Okay, so if you're getting near a piece and they promised me that they could remember where all nine pieces were. And so they're all on the upper floor. There are, I think there might be one or two in the altar. So if you go there, you have to be really careful. Amy's got one. We've got one. Okay, bring it up, Amy. Okay, now. Oh, just put it anywhere. Put it anywhere. Amy says she has to put this piece exactly where it's supposed to go. What do you mean? You can't just put it anywhere? You can't just put it anywhere you want? Okay, how about you? Come have a look. Dorothy, you, you can have a turn. Yeah, your mama can help you. Oh, and Eleanor's, we've got three pieces. Okay. Huh. Okay, these people that are puzzle experts are telling me that apparently they can't just put these pieces anywhere. Apparently they have to put them in exactly the right places. I don't know about that. We'll see. Ooh, that looks good. So we have one, two, three, four pieces of a puzzle. Five, six. Awesome. Okay, come and have a look and see where this goes. So, there is apparently still a piece somewhere. <gasps> you did it, Nevea! You got the right piece. There are only two pieces left. Only two pieces left. Can we get a hint? One is on the stage. On the stage. And one is in an area where people get stuff to drink. Okay. Okay. Amazing, guys. I'm so glad I gave you this part of the job because I'm not good at remembering things. Do you want to look around up here? Just go careful of the cords. I like how careful you're being. Do hot cold with Amy up here. 
warm. We're getting very close. For people who are listening on audio, we're missing two pieces of our puzzle. Can you do hot cold for the one down here? Yes. Oh, so the one for the tea bags has been found. Okay. The one behind the box. Okay. So people who could remember where all the pieces were. Okay. So, so show us all the places where you hid them. Is there any? One in the drum box and one on the stage. Did we find one down there? The last one. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, Amy, can you come do that for me one more time? Because we missed it. We missed the sound it makes. Come here. Do you want to come back and do this one more time? Or are you done? Okay. Ready? So this puzzle, here, Ames, you do it one more time. Thanks for your help. Okay, so this puzzle does a special thing when you put the last piece in. It makes a noise. And it won't do it unless you have every single piece. And so the reason why I started thinking about asking for help this morning was because I had this puzzle and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it. And I said to Pax, could I borrow your puzzle today? Because I think I want to do a lesson with it, but I still don't know exactly what we're supposed to do. And he said, well, what's it about? And I said, well, it's all about uh, community. And how, or I said, it's about community. And he said, oh, yeah, I get that. And do you remember what you said? I said, well, this is pretty much what, well, this is kind of, well, the puzzle is kind of like, like us working together. You see? Each piece has its own personal spot. If a it's kind of, it's like the entire community builds the puzzle. The puzzle's the community. And if the community is missing a piece, he's, it doesn't all work together. I could not have said it any better myself. But Beautiful. If the piece finds its place, hey, the community works all together. If the piece finds its place. Okay. And the pieces are what's special inside of us. Everybody is a piece. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. So he started preaching to me this morning and I went, and that was the piece that I was waiting for. So ultimately, this is the the takeaway as we're going into community, communion together, is that choosing to work together ultimately always comes back to, to trust. It comes back to us trusting in God's goodness. Because not everybody always shows up the way that we want them to. Sometimes we'll show up to do our piece and, and maybe not everybody else shows up to do their piece. Or maybe your piece looks different than the way that you thought. I don't know about you, but I always want to be able to do everything really, really, really well. And sometimes when I can't do things as well as I want to, sorry, 
What's that, buddy? Okay, so Pax is saying if you can't do it all by yourself, you got to do the puzzle to do it, but that's really hard. It's really hard. Those of you who know me know that I actually got really sick a few years ago just trying to do so many things. And learning how to ask for help and learning to admit what I couldn't do was really hard. Um, and sometimes people let us down. And sometimes when we're really good at doing something, it's really hard to stop. It's really hard to trust that somebody else comes. So ultimately, um, even resting takes trust. I thought it was so cool that some of the things that our guys came up with this morning were about, we need each other because we got to sleep. You know, I think for kids, they're so dependent on other people all the time that it's really easy for them to be able to say, oh, I need other people because I like eating. You know, I like to sleep. I like to rest. Um, and so ultimately, you know, God wants us to work together. There's things together as a community. We're going to do another Christmas project this year where we come together for the Women's Recovery House. Rose has said yes, that she'll spearhead to that to doing that again. There are projects and things that we've done, not just our dinners, that we do together. Um, but often this is about God showing us. And so we need to move in to our communion time together now. But as we go to communion, these are the things that I would love for you to be thinking about. Is a gift that you have or something that you think you're good at? And if you're not sure, you can ask somebody that knows you well. But also to ask, what's something that you think you need to ask for help with more often? And for me, that's often harder. Um, well, actually, both are kind of hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to see things that I'm good at. I, if somebody tells me four great things in a day and one bad thing, what's the thing that I, I don't know about you, but I tend to think about the one bad thing a lot and not the four good things. But one of the most beautiful things about communion is that it's a picture of brokenness. It's a picture of God bringing something and it being broken and there being more than there was when it was all together. And that's so often what God wants us to do. Not only with the things we're good at, but also the things that we think we're not good at and the things that we need help with is to come with our brokenness and we bring it to each other and we ask for help. And so I thought it was really interesting that I had most of the message, but not all of it. And that part of that came from my nine-year-old friend and my nine-year-old son. I thought there couldn't be anything more fitting for an intergenerational service than that. So I want to, um, yeah, I just think that's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, those are the things that we're going to be asking. And if that's touched something in you, no matter how old you are, um, I want to encourage you to ask somebody that you love and trust to pray with you today. Either to say, I don't think I'm very good at noticing what I'm good at, or I really have a hard time when I'm not good at something. Or I don't always know how to ask for help. And so we're going to take communion together as a sign today of how much we need God every day and how much we need each other.
And I'm really sorry we've gone over a little bit in our time today. So I hope that you will uh, forgive me for that. I wasn't totally sure how long it would take us to find nine puzzle pieces in a church. Um, But I really appreciate everybody all participating together today. So we're going to pray over our offering gifts, and Janice and Rick are going to come and serve communion with us. So if you would pray with me for a blessing over these gifts today. God, we thank you that on the night you died, Lord Jesus, you took, your, you took bread and you took wine and you held these things up to your friends who you loved and you said to them, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this whenever you meet together or when you meet together, remember me. And this is my blood that's poured out for you. And drink this together. And do this in remembrance of me. So Lord, we ask your blessing on these gifts today. And we ask that you would help us to remember that we need you so much every day. Both to give you praise and glory for the gifts that you've given us that we can share with others. And to ask for your mercy and help when we recognize our need. And we know that we can't do everything on our own. Would you give us humility and courage and would you help us meet each other be your body to each other today we ask these things and a blessing on these gifts in our time together in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen so the way that we take communion in our church is that we come up the after um rick and janice have served barbara or anybody else that needs assistance with communion we come up the center aisle here and you can take the elements And you're welcome to either take them right away or you're welcome to take them back to your seat to have them together with your family. And we'll have a small time of quiet and then Kirsten will give a blessing at the end, an invitation for prayer. So if you guys come and give communion.